Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Vente al Cafecito. I hope you brought your cafecito and you're ready to dig into today's topic. Today, I have a very special guest here with me, my best friend in the whole wide world, Melly. Hi, good morning. We kind of messed up because we don't bring our cafecitos. <laughs> we already had our cafecitos. We had it bright and early this morning. Bright and early. Um, so I wanted to bring Melly on the podcast because... I wanted to talk about a kind of controversial topic, I would say. Um, in the last two weeks, I have been doing a lot of like introspective work and have realized that I have some serious daddy issues. <laughs> I already knew I had daddy issues, but I just didn't know like to what extent. To what extent so, yeah. so I wanted to bring Melly on because we have very different perspectives of our dads. I don't want to talk bad about my dad. I really don't. But like the truth is the truth. I love my dad very much. And I don't want to make him seem like a bad person because he's not. Um, but I feel like the way I've seen him love women has really changed or, or formed the way that I accept love. And something that has really like I've really been thinking about is and and it's not something that's new to me because I've known this for a long time, but I didn't realize like how much it really affected me. So like I saw my dad, you know, my parents got divorced when I was 10 years old. And after that, like I saw him in so many different relationships with so many different women. Sometimes these relationships overlapped. My dad was pretty young when they got divorced. He was like in his early thirties. So, I mean, I get it. Um, but I also feel like he could have been a little more, discreet with it so that mm -hmm. I didn't see it that much like there yeah. was definitely times where he kind of would use me like to get women back like oh. he would like send me in to wow. take him a gift or stuff like that you know mm -hmm. and the other day I had like a, a few maybe a year or two ago we were having a conversation about it because I probably I probably were was more affected by my parents divorce than my brother my brother is like he has a completely different perspective of my dad of my dad because he experienced a different side of it. Like a boy and his dad, yeah. like they have a different relationship than than a than a girl and her dad. Like mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever been like a daddy's girl. Like I've never had experienced anything like that. So mm -hmm. to me, when my parents got divorced, it was like like your family is falling apart. Mm -hmm. And my dad and I had a conversation about this a few years ago because there was like some situation that was trying to happen. And I, I really like was adamant, like, well, this is like the only thing that I have that's like of my family, right? Like he mm -hmm. was trying to get their marriage annulled basically yeah. so he can get like remarried. Mm -hmm. And to me, I was like, well, you only get married by church once. Like that's something that's so important to me. Like I feel like the day that I get married, like I want it to be forever. And I want to, I truly do. And like getting married by church is something that is extremely important to me. So when he was telling me this, it was like, well, you're, you're, you're ending like the the last thing that I have yeah. of the memory of my parents. Mm -hmm. And I, and he said to me something like, well, you know, your mom and I got married when we were super young. We were teenagers. We were, we got pregnant and we were kind of forced to get married. Yeah. And I told him, well, when you got married by church, I was already in third grade. Like you were, you knew what you were doing. Like, why did you continue? And his response was like devastating to me because he said, well, I had just been caught cheating and I oh, knew wow. that if I got married by church, like your mom wouldn't leave me. Yeah. And it just like shattered my whole perspective of what my family was, you know? Yeah. So now as an adult, I've realized how in previous relationships, I've always like expected the worst from my partner and it 
it would happen. Like it literally would happen. So I'm working really hard now to not expect the worst, to always expect the best and to, and to understand. And like, I know that the person that I'm with now is not the person that I, though the people that I was with then. And I know that this person is not going to do the same things that were done to me in the past. Like, I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that my mind still thinks back, like, well, no, like I've been cheated on. I've been left. Like I've been got left pregnant, you know, like all mm-hmm. of these things go back to it. And um, I wanted to have this conversation with you because you have a very different perspective from your dad. You yeah. were like, you always talk very highly of him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I want to know how that has affected your ability to be in relationships, like now as, a, as, a, as an adult mm-hmm. and looking back on the relationships you've had previously. Yeah. Um, well, for me, anybody that knows me knows that my dad can never do any wrong in my eyes. He can never do any wrong. He's been um, a role model for me since I can remember. He's always been very, very um, active. He would get us up in the morning, make sure we took a shower, make sure we ate, got us to school. Very active. Uh, you know, he was very hard worker, provided for us, never, ever let us down. We didn't have a whole lot, but we didn't go without anything. So, um, if him and my mom ever argued, we never really knew about it. So we were never in an environment where it was like hostile or crazy, anything like that for us. It was always a loving environment. Um, so as I grew older and I think that a lot of the, uh, I don't want to say pressure, but a lot of responsibility was put on me since I was a little kid. So my sister, she's older than I am, but it seems like I was always the one that was chosen to do things to make sure this, make sure your sister's taken care of. So a lot of the things before my brothers were born, my dad used to put into me. Like he had me, I will never forget, he had me do his books and accounting when I was 11, 12 years old. And that's a lot of pressure for a little kid. Like I would write, you know, his checkbook, I would balance his checkbook, I would do all that. So a lot of the things that maybe per se a, a boy would have to learn, I had to do all of it. So since I was little, my dad molded me into like a very, very strong personality. So I had always looked up to him, you know, and I remember there was this one time where my sister and I walked in, walked in on he and my mom having this big argument where um, we were walking up to the door and we heard them fighting. And for us, it was something new. We were like, what the heck? I think I must have been like 12 or 13. And they were arguing. And my sister and I looked at each other before we stepped in. And I told my sister, I remember I said, if my parents ever separate, I'm going with my dad. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even the fact that they were separating or divorcing, nothing like they were just having a simple argument, but because we never heard them really get into it like that. And in my head, automatically, I was like, I'm going with him. So, you know, and it's not that I don't love my mom. I just have always had a closer relationship with my dad just because, uh, you know, there's just, he's very loving. He's, he's very stern, but he has a really big heart. So, being an adult, even being a young adult, I would never bring guys around my dad because I'm like, uh, let me test them out first. And if there was one little flaw, like, oh, my dad's not gonna like that. Sorry. And even to this day, like, I have to be sure of the man that I'm going to bring to my dad because, you know, I want to make sure that he's like to stay up to par, I guess, eventually, you know, my dad wants me to be happy, but I just don't want to bring anybody around him because it's his, his opinion is very important to me. And I know that he would say, well, I've taken care of you all your life. You know, this is how a man's supposed to treat you. Is this guy going to treat you that way? And I remember I used to have a boyfriend that was like, not good for me, but you know, I had just barely started dating or whatever. And my dad was so opposed to it. He was like, yeah, don't be bringing him here. And I never did because he was just not, 
you know, he wasn't good at all, period. And, you know, my you, your parents, as a parent, you can see that, like, oh, this guy's a joke, like, you know. And yeah. he was. He really was. But I was so young that I didn't even know what the heck. So now, as a grown, grown adult, um, it's very important that the person that I date or the person that, that I'm dating uh, has good, strong values. Because I know that my dad's going to ask those questions. You know, he's going to ask, well, you know, what what is, how are your parents? And how is this? And not that he just wants to pry, but he's going to ask those important questions. And I just want to be sure that they share the same values because family, you know, super important to me. I've, we have barbecues all the time. We spend time together and my dad's always been there. So I don't want to bring somebody around that is not going to share those same values. Yeah. So have you ever had a situation where you were in a relationship and your, and your dad really liked the person that you were with and then the relationship didn't work out? Yeah. And how did that play out? So I was with somebody that betrayed me, actually. And that was the only person that my dad actually kind of liked. My dad's a very serious person, but he's very easygoing. I don't know how to put that into a better definition. But he's very easygoing. But um, he really liked this guy. This guy, unfortunately, betrayed me. Um, and so he kind. my dad was told told my mom. He didn't tell me, but he told my mom, like, I don't want her to bring anybody else home unless it's serious and they're going to get married because then they get attached yeah. and then, you know, they have to like, you know, get used to them not being there or whatever. But I think my dad kind of felt betrayed too, because he gave him the trust to come into our, into the house and just be around us and stuff like that. And my dad doesn't take those things very lightly. So, yeah. And you know, it's so funny because for us like at least around my mom like she wants to meet people right away mm -hmm. even if it doesn't like go to that but she wants to like she wants to meet them right away and um I don't know where that stems from like mm -hmm. I can definitely see the importance in that mm -hmm. um but it's kind of a, I guess different beliefs you know mm -hmm. like I had but the thing is that before like I think maybe like one ex-boyfriend that I had, she kind of liked, mm -hmm. but she would always kind of be like, oh, I don't know. Like she could see like the things that I wasn't seeing at such a young age. And, yeah. I, and I like, I listened to something recently that said that sometimes we as women, we have this perspective of like all men are bad mm -hmm. because when we're dating and we're starting to get into relationships, we're already dating to get married. Yeah. And, and men, they're so young. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're boys. They're not right. dating to get married. So the things that you're expecting from a man that at the time when you're like 17, 18 years old, they can't give you. Right. And they're going to go and, and do whatever they have, they want to do. And now you're like scarred forever. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't be carrying that because you were trying to, you were trying to have a relationship with a boy and not with a man. Mm -hmm. And when I listened to that, it really hit me because it's like, you know, my first experience was when I was 15 years old. And like the boyfriend that I had, he was like my first boyfriend. And he ended up like leaving me for my best friend oh, wow. at the time, you yeah. know? So that like, it definitely, like put something inside of me where I was like, well, men betray you. And mm -hmm. then after that, every relationship that I was in, there was definitely an issue. I mean, not that I was like in tons, but like I realized how after that there was men in my life that I was, were men that I was allowing into my life that were still doing similar things. Mm -hmm. And, and it stems from that. Like I was expecting something serious from a kid who was right. like, I was 15. He was 17. We were kids. Mm -hmm. Like there's no reason why you should be trying to have a serious relationship at that age. Yeah. You know, it's just not something that I feel like is is feasible because you end up hurting yourself and and causing damage that is going to take a long time to repair. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, for me, it's something that I try to emulate with the person that I'm with, right? Because my parents have been together over 40 years and they've been together since they were teenagers. I mean, just recently they got married by church. They've only ever been married by the court. So five years ago, they got married by the church um, at home and it was like a big old celebration. So it was, it was like a big deal, you know, even being grown up, I was just like so happy that, you know, they had finally got married, you know, by, by the church. Um, so for me, like when I look for a partner, those are things I, uh, qualities I look for because I can't take a, like I, my independence is so important to me, but my dad has taken care of us and the family for years, even though my mom worked. Um, my dad has always been the breadwinner. You know, he's always been the one that handles everything. He's never, you know, we could never tell if he was stressed out about paying bills. He just handled his business. And that's what I look for, even though I don't want to necessarily be taken care of financially. I do want someone that's going to step up and take the role, I guess you could yeah. say, because some people don't believe in roles and relationships. But I, I like that. You know, I, I want someone to to step up. I don't necessarily want to be the one making all the decisions and taking care, like taking lead. Like I want someone to be able to do that, but I want to be there to support them, back them up. And if we fall in the hard times, we do it together, you know? And so I think, well, do you think that by doing that at such a young age where you were trying to look for a commitment from someone that was really young, do you think you were looking for whatever it was that you were missing? Oh, a hundred percent. I feel like my, family like my family dynamic changed so much when I was like like when my when I was very little yeah my dad was the primary breadwinner and we we used to live in a little garage Mm -hmm. you know for a long time Mm -hmm. and then my mom had more ambition you know when my parents came here from Mexico Mm -hmm. my dad was put straight into high school Mm my dad my mom wasn't my mom my dad was put into high school my mom wasn't so he finished his high school education and she didn't Mm -hmm. you know and and I've always felt like that was really like like the people that were around them, the adults that were around them, it was really messed up for them to do that to my mom because she was a six, 17 year old kid. Yeah. So she should have been put into school as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then when I was in like second or third grade, mm-hmm. um, my mom went back and she went to cosmetology school. Mm-hmm. And so she went to cosmetology school. My mom didn't drive. Mm-hmm. She didn't like, it was like a, a, it was like a, a typical, like very typical, you know? And then I saw my mom like started driving, going to school, getting her, you know, her, um, becoming a cosmetologist, getting a job. And, and as I saw that, I can definitely see how the dynamic between them changed because I think my mom kind of was exposed to more. And, and my dad was a very shitty husband. He'll tell you himself, like he really was a shitty husband, mm-hmm. you know? And it's so weird too, because like my grandpa, like he never beat my grandma. He never, like, not that I know of, you know, mm-hmm. but my dad just like, he was just not a good husband. And mm-hmm. so at the, when it came time for them to get divorced, I just saw my mom like become this woman that was like, I take care of my kids. She got her, she kept working, you know, and she um, eventually bought her own salon. So I've always seen, and and I've always seen the women in my family be like that. I've always seen them work. I've always seen them. Mm -hmm. um, So it's very hard for me. And I'm really trying to do that now because I want to be taken care of. And it doesn't just mean financially. But I have to like decondition myself from everything that I experience. Because Mm -hmm. even in like, 
a prior relationship, like I was always the one that like, let's do here, let's do this, let's do it, this. What you're saying is true. Like I want to experience that. I want to be more, and, and I've been re reading a lot about like feminine and masculine energy, mm -hmm. and we all have a combination of both, mm -hmm. but I can definitely see how I have a lot of masculine traits just because I've always had to take care of myself. And then I became a single mom. Mm -hmm. So it just like adds to Add it to because it. now it's like, well, I have to take care of me and my kid. Like I have to do it. There's yeah. nobody that's going to come and rescue you, you know? Mm -hmm. And I still believe that genuinely. Like I do believe that you shouldn't wait for somebody to come and rescue you like you should definitely like do the work but I don't want to be in that mentality anymore like I want to be able to um trust the person that I'm with to know that they got me but at the same time like what you were saying if you fall on hard times that you can definitely you know do that as well and, mm -hmm. and take care of the family yeah but I definitely believe that that has had a huge impact on on the person that I am today like very stern very kind of like there's very few people like, you know, you see a version of me because you're my best friend, but mm -hmm. there's very few people that see like the version of me that's playful. That's not. So like a lot of people, even when I was like working in downtown LA, you know, I was very young and a lot of like the attorneys would never, ever dare to speak to me in the way that they would speak to other people just because they had like a level of respect for me. And they would be like, well, you're very ethical. Like I would not dare to be like that. And it, it wasn't anything that I was doing. It's just the way that I would carry myself in that environment, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But like now I think about it and like, even with my boyfriend, he sees a version of me that no one's ever seen before in prior relationships. He really does, you yeah. know? And, and, um, I want to be that person. Like I want to be, I want to like be able to know that, like, I don't have to always be in control. Mm -hmm. I don't want that anymore. Like I, I don't want to like live my life like that anymore because it's very, it's very, sad to be honest with you it truly is when you feel like you can't turn to anyone to take care of you yeah and like you're the one that's taking care of everyone around you and and that's funny that you say that because um the reason that i brought that up that my dad uh you know he had me work very very hard as a kid like i'm talking about summers like there was no such thing as summers like you would get up and help mow the lawn and wash his truck he would figure something out for you to do at six seven in the morning so my sister and i we got the brunt of it because you know we were the first two and so he made us work for every single little thing even if he were to give us money for the ice cream man even if he were to give us money to go to the store it, we had to work for it there was no such thing as oh here you go have this you know people would get an allowance we never got an allowance so when um in my uh, previous relationship i was the one that used to i don't want to say call the shots but i was the one that used to lead everything so it's funny that you say that because even though we had such opposite upbringings or experiences with our dads i was the same way yeah. um i would plan the vacations i would plan what we're doing i would you know even help them look for a job you know what i mean and that took a toll on on me because i felt like he was never like i don't want to say a man but he was so like okay like you want to do this okay like he never really took the lead and that's something that i wanted um i believe in being submissive in a relationship i've had this conversation with other females before that have had different uh like experiences in relationships and they'll be like well hell no i'm never going to be submissive forget that and blah 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 no man's gonna tell me what to do but people have it uh, a different like perspective of what submissive is. Being submissive and being controlled are two totally different yeah. things. So no one's gonna control me. Yeah. Like no one's gonna control me. Period. But I I do want the man to take the role, like I said, and 
and lead the family. Yeah. Of course, my opinion is going to be taken into account, but I want someone to be like, hey, I was thinking that after we get off work, let's go have dinner. This is the place, you know, that would be lovely for you to already have the place, the time. And all I got to do is just get ready and go. Yeah. Uh, you know, before it was like, oh, like, you know, oh God, well, let me see, where are we going to go? Is he going to want this? Is he going to want that? And he said yes to everything. He was, a, you know, and so I've always taken care of everybody, everybody in my family, my brothers, just until recently, I, I these past couple of years, I started really letting go. Um, a lot of like you, you noticed how much like um, my family has been growing, has been changing. And people used to tell me like, you need to let go of your little brother. You need to let yeah. him be a man. You need to let him. And just because I'm so used to taking care of, of them, you know, that I took that responsibility since I was a young kid. So those are just some of the things. And now in this new relationship that I started, that was one of the things that I told him that I wanted. Yeah. I want, you know, someone to be at least meet me halfway and want to do things and make decisions. I cannot make all the decisions. So this time around, it's different because this time around, um, like you said, I don't have to feel like I'm always in control. And it's, it's, it's a new adjustment for me yeah. because you know, that's what you're used to. And that's kind of what my dad instilled in me. Like, you know, make sure that you do this, make sure that this is in line before you make this decision, make sure this. And so I always, always go to my dad and dad, I'm thinking about buying a new car. Oh, dad, I think I'll do any big decision. I always go to my dad. Dad, what do you think? And I trust his opinion. I know he's going to leave. And so that's what happens. You know what? <laughs> that's what I do. And you know what I've noticed is so different for me now in this relationship is that I always go to my boyfriend when it comes to like decisions like that. Mm -hmm. Like I value his, and I was going to say, I go to my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's another topic. I go to a different kind of daddy. Um, but I do. And mm -hmm. I've never experienced that before. Like in, in previous relationships, you know, whenever I needed to make a decision, I just made it. Like mm -hmm. I did not wait around and I just, be, I just really was like, I'm going to do this. And then they would be like, okay, cool. Now I like, I value um, my boyfriend's opinion very much because I, I respect him, you know, and I respect mm -hmm. what, and he gives me very good like feedback. And even when it came to doing this podcast, like he was the first person that I talked to about it and he gave me his opinion and he, and actually he's the one that was like, well, you should put like, like I've never experienced anything like that where like you have a conversation with someone. Like even when I was making the decision to extend my semester, mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't know what to do, you know, and, and like and like just being able to have that is so important, I feel oh, like. Yeah, and absolutely. I've never experienced anything like that before with yeah. a relationship. Like and even with people, like I mean, remember when I was thinking about doing my master's, I talked to you guys about it, but I was so com conflicted. Yeah. I didn't know what to do, mm -hmm. you know. So I definitely see what you're saying, like how you go to your dad. Like, it's so important to have that. Yeah, oh, like absolutely. if I would have gone to my dad, my dad's very, my dad has very limiting beliefs. So yeah. he would have been like, you're going to waste your money. Like, don't do that. Yeah, la escuela. Like, you already done mm -hmm. your bachelor's. Like, just start working, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And um, so I know, like, not to do that because I know I'm not going to get, like, the best advice. advice. Yeah. Not because he's trying to be, like, not because he's, like like, like, trying to harm me, but just because, like, his upbringing his beliefs are very different than than mine a lot of the times we have to remember that the things that we ask of people especially i i've learned this in the past couple of years is that i can't expect things from my parents when they were never given that you yeah. know and so sometimes when i have disagreements with my mom which is very common for us to have disagreements i remember i'm I, like I we're, <laughs> we're not the same person at all and i think that's why we clash because you know we have 
you know, different upbringing. She was raised so different. She was made to be an adult when she was little. And, you know, then she got with my dad and, you know, my dad just kind of took care of everything. So, so when I do anything, I mean, any little thing, I will always go to my dad. Hey dad, what do you think about this? Regardless how hard he's going to come down on me, I already know that he's going to, you know, if I tell him, dad, you know, I'm thinking about, about buying a car. He's already taking out the calculator and calculating how much interest and how much you're going to put down. I mean, he's so on it. Yeah. So I trust him with those things. And, and there's been times where I come to him and, you know, I was thinking about just some things were happening at work. And I kind of told him like, dad, this is what's going on. And he reminded me like, whose kid are you? Like, why are you crying? This and this, and this is what you have to offer. So why are you letting this get to you? So sometimes you need somebody to remind you that you're a badass, you know, yeah. and, and I've never, but one time seen my dad cry. And that's when, um, maybe two times ever in my life, but the first time was very serious. Uh, my little brother was sick. And the second time was when we found out the sex of my nephew, you know? Um, but even then those were happy tears. So, you know what the point I'm trying to make is that he he's a very strong person and even if he's ever felt any type of way about anything he's never showed it to us so he's always been nothing but strength so I know that when I need strength and when I need advice he's the guy he's the guy that I go to for anything and I think even now in this relationship that I'm in he will always still be my guy yeah. he will always still be like you know I'm gonna take his his advice if you know I ask my partner like hey what do you think about this but my dad will always be my dude. I'll always, hey, dad, regardless, it doesn't matter. And, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed that my dad is that person. And sometimes I think like, oh, my God, when my dad's no longer here, what am I going to do? So those are the things that I have to pay attention to. Like, what would my dad do? Yeah. You know, and so. enjoy every moment that you have with him. Yeah. Because, I mean, life is so, life is fleeting. Like, you just never know. Yeah, you just never I mean, know. You really never know. And even saying all of that, like, I really... I'm working hard to not have resentment towards my dad and, mm -hmm. and to just forgive and, and just accept. I think acceptance is so important that like yesterday, my, my, my dad and I had a really long conversation and, um, you know, we have very different views yeah. on everything. Like mm -hmm. we just, we, we truly have very different views on everything. And I don't say, I'm not saying mine are better than his or his are better than mine, but we're just from two different generations. And, yeah. um, I just have to accept it, yeah. you know? And, and the thing about my dad that I do commend is that he is respectful of the type of parent that I am. Mm -hmm. So you know how, like, a lot of times grandparents will try to impose, like, their ways on you, their grandchildren. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's not going to that's not going to work with me. Like if you want to have a relationship with my son, you, you're more than welcome to have a relationship with my son, but you have to be respectful, respectful of my boundaries, you know? Yeah. And, and now both of my parents have really, and even my, my grandma, cause my grandma and my mom have been, you know, very, you know, instrumental in, in bringing Aiden up. So now they're, they're respectful of it as well. That when I have to parent, I parent. And, and my dad told me that yesterday, you're bringing him up very respectful, very educated, but he's like, but he needs to toughen up. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, we're from different times, you know, like, I'm not gonna let you take my son to wherever you think will toughen him up, because mm -hmm. I'm not gonna do that to him. And it's so interesting to me, because my brother and I are only two years apart. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm older. And, and he has a very different perspective of my dad than I do. Like, even yesterday, he said that he said something like, which is funny, because my brother is doesn't have very much patience with Aiden. Mm -hmm. And he tries, but they just don't have like a very close bond you yeah. know because he doesn't like take him with him he doesn't do none of those things you know and like I always have to tell him like he's your godson like you have to do this you know 
And my dad, and my yesterday I asked my brother something about, he's like, my dad was very loving with me. And he's like, kind of like the way that I am with Aiden. And I was just like, well, you're not really loving with him, first of all. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't have that perspective of my dad. And mm-hmm. I honestly believe that, you know, when I was sexually molested, when I was such a young child, I think that my dad became very, like, standoffish mm-hmm. after that happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if I would try to hug him, he would be like, no se hacen Like, you know, like, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, my love language is physical touch. Like, I need to be hugged. So, I think that definitely, like, affected me in, the, in a way where, like, it's, like... I want to be loved in, in such a way. So it's like, I, I'm trying really hard to decondition my mind from that so that I don't bring that into my relationship, you yeah. know? And just into my life in general, like nobody wants to live their life resenting their parents. Oh, of course. Because you don't know how long you're having, how you have them. And if something, so if something was to happen with my dad, I would like be devastated. You know, he recently had a pretty bad car accident and, when my brother came in to tell me, it was like a, the accident happened like at five in the morning mm-hmm. and him and his girlfriend were, were like the, a, a guy who was like on drugs slammed into them. This was a few months ago. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, I remember. And um, when my brother walked into my room to tell me, I instantly like broke down crying, like just crying. And, and because he's my dad, I love yeah, him. Like I don't want to have all of these feelings. I want to like go like, my 2022 goal is to just let go. Mm-hmm. Like literally just let go. I want to be happy. I don't want, I want to move forward. I don't want to hold on to the resentments from my dad, from my childhood, from my son's father. Like I literally just want to let go. Yeah. You know? So, but I am so like, it is so interesting how we have very similar traits in our personality. Mm-hmm. And even though we had such different upbringing yeah you know and and i mean also like our age difference as well like we had very different upbringings and we grew up in like different times yeah and we're still very similar mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah it's it's funny that you bring that up because um um my sister and my and us i want to say the family we've had a strained relationship unfortunately for a long period of time and I seen that out of everybody it really affected my dad a lot right now our relationship is you know it's getting there it's a little bit better but um I think that that experience helped me a lot because she you know unfortunately was separated from the family for a long time and we went without seeing her it was just a very traumatic experience and so um because of that you would think that you know when we're on the topic of daddy issues, I have abandonment issues that stemmed, that came from that, that I didn't come to know until two years ago when I started um, seeking professional help because it was affecting my life. It was affecting my relationships in general, even my friendships. I used to tell you and Alina all the time, like, I'm sorry, I can't be a friend to you guys because I just, all these things were happening. I didn't know why I was feeling the way I was feeling until you finally convinced me to seek, you know, therapy. And that's what I did. But, um, you know, and uh, those abandonment issues happened because this didn't just recently happening. It was something that happened a long time ago. And because I was trying to keep it together and trying to be strong and trying to, you know, make everybody kind of like fall into line to start talking again and start making up and all these things that I never addressed how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to make sure that everybody was okay. And so, um, you know, and my dad has always been the person that has, like I told you, when we had that conversation about work, he's like, well, 
you're a badass. Like, what are you worried about? And so when I have certain situations where I feel like breaking down, he's the first person I think about. Like, oh, my dad, well, my dad say? He'd probably be like, why the fuck are you crying? Like, fix yeah. your shit and, you know, like, move on. And so um, the my dad is, had got sick as a result of the, those family issues. And I remember even seeing him in such a vulnerable position. I was in the hospital room with him. He had um, like a mild stroke, but he was able to tell us, I need to go to the emergency room. You need to take me. And, and I know when he says something, you just do it. You don't ask him questions. He gets annoyed when you ask him too many questions because then I think he starts realizing how really sick he is. And yeah. so he had never gotten sick ever. I mean, this is a guy that never took sick days never really like ever called off from work he was at work seven days a week like he was you know and so that was the first time that I realized like oh my god like what if I lose my dad like you know and so now leading up to that um I started you know spending more time with him and I started to really think like that's got everything happens for a reason God aligned that for me to see like I don't want to do that I can never be separated from my parents my mom my dad my brothers they mean the world to me and I would never be in a situation where I would be separated from them if I can help it. Yeah. Of and and so now, just like you mentioned, like you want to let go. Of course, you know, my dad's not perfect, but but even with my mom, like, you know, we've had a lot of disagreements and we butt heads a lot. But even now, I I learned to try to spend more time with them and I value the time that I spend with them because now I look at them and I'm like, man, my parents are getting older. Like I, I'm not used to seeing them like older yeah. I, they've always been young to me and even though they're still vibrant they're still active they still can do things i know that the time is going to come that i'm going to have to take care of them just like they take care of me you know so um when my dad got sick it definitely like took a toll and i, I it changed my perspective to be more grateful for both of them because um you know and and like i said i was sitting there in the in the hospital room with him and I just remember he was really pale, but even then he was strong. He didn't want me to see him like that. And he's like, no, me go, you know, I'm fine. Like, you know, switch out with your mother. He told me. And I said, no, dad, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay here with you. And he's like, no, I'm fine. And he was connected to all kinds of tubes. And he was still saying that he was fine. And I, you know, and so he's always been that strong person. And that's why when things happen to me, I always think my dad, like he's my strength, you know? And I had to kind of hold everything together because my mom was falling apart. You know, she was crying and doing all, you know, she was very upset, obviously. Um, so I, I just know that um, it, I don't take the time that I spend with both of them for granted because, you know, my mom, she she's always been the one to take care of the house. Like always, like everything's always clean. She does. She goes above and beyond to make sure that we live in a really nice place. Yeah. And those things, sometimes we've taken them for granted on how hard she works. And so as you get older, you start realizing those things. Like, I don't want to be mad at my parents for what, yeah. if I were to lose them, you know, my whole world would crumble. Then what I'd feel remorseful, yeah. you know? So, you know, it's I, I, so crazy to me what you just said, how, um, how like you always go to your dad in those difficult moments. Mm -hmm. I, when I got pregnant, mm -hmm. um, I kind of had to be strong for them because mm -hmm. they were, they were devastated when they re not that I was pregnant. They were devastated that my son's dad, like kind of left me in that, in that situation by myself. So when I told my dad, my dad like broke down crying, like, and then even the next day he called me again and, and like, he was just like crying and, and like, 
he was heartbroken mm -hmm. and I had to keep saying like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And like yeah. my mom went into like a very deep depression after it as well. So for my parents, they never like from the moment that I got pregnant, nobody really knew how I was feeling because I felt like I had to keep it together for them. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until now recently that they're learning like how hard it really was, mm -hmm. you know, and, and how, what I was really going through during my pregnancy. And, um, I, you know, I, I really wish that I could have had that. Mm -hmm. I could have been able to go to someone to like, just like be strong for mm -hmm. me. I'm not, I don't want to make myself out to be a victim because I don't, I'm not a victim. You know, I make my decisions and, and, um, but, you know, I, I'm sure it's, like, nice to have that. Yeah. Like, to be able oh, to yeah. have that that strong support system that mm -hmm. somebody can, that you can go to someone and they, they can be, like, your your rock, yeah. you know? Yeah, it, it, it is. And sometimes I find myself trying to do things, um, you know, without even talking to my parents, both of my parents for that matter, because that's just how my, my parents raised me. You know, you have to be strong. You have to have, like, five backup plans before you come to us. Like, and if you come to us, you better have you know, all your ducks in a row, so yeah. to speak. And so sometimes I find myself um, trying to do things by myself and it doesn't work out. So just like I mentioned, like I had to um, really battle those or just kind of conquer those feelings that I had when I started going to therapy. And I didn't know that it was because of my sister, you know, because my sister's been my best friend since ever, you know, we were only four years apart, so we we're very close. But um, until I started going to therapy, the, the first question that the therapist asked me was, you know, how do you feel, et cetera, et cetera. And I was telling her, like, I'm severely depressed. I cannot maintain a relationship with anybody. Um, I, I just, I can't function. And she said, okay, well, tell me, who do you want? Who would you live for? And I said, my dad. And it wasn't my little brother because, you know, you guys know that I love my brothers to death. I will do anything for them. But that's the first person I said. And she said, OK, so if it's for your dad, then we need to start working on this, working on that. But it, it wasn't until I started um, opening myself up more to therapy that it started unveiling that those abandonment issues came from what happened with my sister. Yeah. And, you know, I talked to my dad about it. And because he was always trying to be strong, I never really like felt that I can say like this is happening or, you know, I'm having these feelings. But when I told him, I confessed to him like that, you know, I'm feeling this in this way. And it all came down because of what happened with my sister, um, you know, being separated from the family and all the conflict we had and all the problems. And he said he told me, he said, you know, um, she's an adult and she makes her own decisions. So you need to make the decision to forgive and move on. He said, yeah. because that's what I did. I, I would never hold any grudges against her. And I hope that she doesn't hold any grudges against us. And, you know, when he said that, I'm like, okay, finally, I'm not alone. Like, I, I, I understand what it is that he's saying. So, um, you know, again, he's the person that, that I look to talk to. And, and I already know that before I come to him, uh, you know, it's it's important for me to be able to tell him everything. He's a guy you cannot beat around the bush with this guy. He will call you out on your shit. Yeah. So I think that makes it sometimes it makes it easier for me to talk to him because I know he's going to be blunt. And, you know, I respect that about him. I respect his opinion. And, you know, he's definitely molded me to the strong woman that I am. My mom has a strong personality, but, um, you know, my dad is just 
he's just my rock. He's my dude, you know? I think he'll always be that for me also, so. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it crazy what you uncover in therapy, like, without even realizing it? Like, oh, yeah. When Years ago, when my therapist told me that I was codependent, I was like, hell no. I'm not codependent. I yeah. don't depend on anyone, and blah, blah, blah. Yep. But she was like, oh, you are codependent. But yeah. this is why you're in these relationships. This is why you're you're having such a hard time letting go of things that are not for you of people mm -hmm. that are not for you because you have a codependency because you're trying to fill this void that you didn't get from your father so now you're trying to look for it in these boys you know yeah. and i was just like oh shit uh oh she's making sense <laughs> like, this makes sense you know and then i had to work on that and like everything that i go through like mental health and and like it's a constant working through because and you're gonna see it now in your new relationship mm -hmm. uh, you get triggered and yeah. like you mirror each other and there's certain things that will come up and it's like the perfect time to work on that. Yeah. Something that I, I've learned in my relationship is how, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, I need to work on myself and then I can be in a relationship. You can definitely be thrown, when you get into a new relationship, you can be thrown into like a whole different part of the healing, like a whole different part of it because now you have somebody that you can talk to and that can like, hold you through that moment and like mm -hmm. you can still work on yourself and still be able and, and like they show you that you're still lovable and like yeah it, it's huge yeah it's huge and and you'll see how this is gonna he's just gonna throw you into like an even deeper level of healing mm -hmm. and i mean it sounds like like he's a great guy so i'm pretty sure he'll like know how to handle it like yeah I, like to me it's so crazy because my boyfriend knows like what to say in the moment and like I don't even think he realizes it to be honest with you but I think like sometimes he'll say something and it's like exactly what I needed to hear yeah you know and it's sometimes it's not even the saying it's sometimes it's like even the just the way somebody looks at you yeah it, it makes like such an impact in how you feel about yourself and like you know as women I feel like sometimes we are so critical of ourselves and we feel like we're not deserving of that but yeah. it's like no you are deserving of it yeah you know and like doesn't matter like you are deserving of it even on the worst days yeah you know? yeah absolutely yeah well thank you so much for having this conversation <laughs> with me I thank knew it was so going much. to be good <laughs> I literally knew it yeah um, and I definitely want to have you back because there's like so many different things that we can talk about. Thank you. That'll be um, great. I hope that, you know, you pass the test. I pass the test. <laughs> I hope, you know, that, that people that are listening understand, like, um, I can't stress this enough. And I've learned this is, um, when parents play, even if they're together or not, when the, the roles that parents play in our lives, we should take the good and the bad and, and use that when we raise our own children, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I don't have any kids yet, but I know that when I do, because I had such a big part in raising my little brother, like I, I know the type of parent that, that I want to be, you know, and that comes a lot from how my parents raised me, but there's a lot of things that my parents did that I wouldn't do, yeah. you know? And so you kind of just, you know, uh, pick up from those things, but, you know, hopefully we, um, you know, have our parents for so many years to come, yeah. but uh, I'm definitely grateful for the things that I've learned from both of them, the things that they've taught me and, and how to just be a, a better person, you know, and just like you say, perspective is everything. Everybody has a different perspective. I know that my sister has a different perspective of, of how my parents were. And that's probably had a whole lot to do in her relationship. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and my brothers too, my brothers weren't really, I don't want to say they weren't there, but they their upbringing was way different um i think that 
um, my sister and I saw my parents struggle more than anything um, before my brothers were born. So they kind of got the the good part of it, you know, where everybody, it was kind of more like financially stable, but, you know, all of that definitely, you know, ha- takes a role in, in the person that I am. And hopefully that's, you know, a good person. I try my absolute best, but I know that you, just like you said, therapy uh, unveils so many things. And I'm so grateful to you, especially because you convinced me, you literally convinced me um, you know, because it's something like, in, for example, in our culture, like, oh, we don't seek help. It's not, or if it's, if people do, it's not something they talk about. So I know that that's been a big major healing, um, you know, for me. So thank you. And I'm just so proud of you for going through with it. Like the difference that I've seen in you from the moment that we met until yeah. now, which has been like two years now mm-hmm. since we met and just, you were like in a completely different space, Yeah, you know, and there's, there's been ups and downs for all of us, you know, for all three of us, Alina included, and, and but we've always been able to like get through it. And, and every time it's like, you're like, we're all getting better. And yeah. I can definitely see that in you, like you're better every single time. Yeah. And like Thank mental God. health is like a, an ongoing thing that you just have to keep pushing through. And I'm so glad that you're, that you were open to it, even though it took yeah. some time to convince your ass. Yeah, I did. We're open to it. <laughs> It did. But I'm sorry. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank and, you. And um, thank you so much to you guys for listening. And I will see you on the next episode. Don't forget to bring your cafecito. Bye. Bye.